Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode a month later. Has it been a month? It's been one month. On YouTube, it says it's been exactly one month since oh, we've uploaded man. a podcast. Yeah, someone commented on my photo and was asking where they're at. And I was like, honestly, we've been so busy. I do. Like, Did you see the fourth line down? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> but it's true. We've been busy. I feel like we've been so busy. I've been trying to make a lot of YouTube content and stuff like that. And you have been, too. Um but yeah, Spencer said here that it's just an excuse, basically. Well, so, so I back. have I have notes here that we're back with a new podcast, episode number thirty three. Kind of losing count. I don't really care anymore. I just want to keep doing these podcasts. And the last two weeks, I've had DMs, comments, messages about there's no podcast out, and I was yeah. like, dude, I know it's just it's hard to pick like a couple things to talk about and then list everything out. I'm not going to get into it. So we're back again. We're talking about. Usual stuff, car stuff, have a bunch of cool stuff planned out today to get everyone caught up since it's been, I mean, the podcast supplies a lot of information to people of what we don't put on YouTube and what we don't put on our Instagram story. Yeah. There's like depth behind each one of our lives of what we're doing, kind of the plans we have for YouTube videos and our cars. And I think talking about going into cars, which is the only thing we really talk about, you've owned your E46 for how long now? It's got to be, I think about a month now. So a month of owning the E46 yeah. M3. How's the whole experience been? Because here I have basically asking like the 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 overall thoughts of the car, but also, you know, what issues have you had so far? How's the maintenance? And what are some of the things you have planned for it? Because since yeah. you bought, like, I imagine that before you bought the car, you had a bunch of plans for it. And then when you bought the car, it may have changed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it always like is changing and there's always like different things I want to do. But basically... The car has been amazing. It runs uh, pretty much very smooth, and um, I haven't had I haven't been stranded or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I had the Vanos issue, which I sorted out uh, kind of recently, a couple weeks ago. That was expensive, and now the only other thing that I'm dealing with is like I think it's a vacuum leak because it idles kind of weird when the AC is on. Um, but that's something I'm going into, uh, into precision for next week. So. I'll get that sorted out, but it's really not a big deal. But the car has been great. It really surprised me with um, just how well it drives for that old of a, I mean, it's not even that old, but for that generation of car, it drives so well. And it seems like it, dude. I mean, you rip on that thing too. Yeah. It's a lot stiffer than my last car, which is awesome because it really shines in the corners and uh, it may not be as fast as my 335, but I kind of got over that straight line speed. So it, I feel like it just suits me better. The M cars are like, I never understood the kind of like cult following behind M cars until, you know, I drove my, or the, this E46 and then I drove your M3. So it makes sense. The M cars are just built properly. They're, I think they have a purpose behind them of being precise and being strong and being a certain way where when you drive one, you're like, oh my God, this is why I love this car. Yeah. I think that's what I fell in love with my car was just how the overall package was so smooth and how it was purpose built it's like you can throw the suspension on there and some seats in it and dude it'll rip super yeah. hard yeah because it really doesn't even need much yeah because your car what do you have what did you buy the car with what was on it already so the car came with um some stiffer engine mounts uh stiffer transmission mounts it has ibox sway bars i think they're h&r springs um it has some different like poly bushings in the rear and i think the the differential is solid mounted so it's pretty it's definitely like stiffened up 
Um, and then it has the Euro headers, which are the Catalyst headers on them, or I guess they call them the CSL headers. Um, and then it's tuned. Um, and then the only thing I've really added mod-wise mod -wise, is a uh, K&N intake and then the DMG strut tower brace. So that stiffened it up even more like it actually needed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it helped. It definitely, like, it's not super noticeable, but I also haven't, like, taken it to a track or anything where that uh, would probably shine. Mm -hmm. um, but it looks pretty, and it really dresses up the engine base so well. Yeah, it brings it together, and the intake sounds really good. Yeah, it really like when does. you have the windows up and you're ripping through it, dude, it sounds so good. Yeah, I need to work on an exhaust, but um, basically some of the things I planned are uh, I have I haven't really told anyone this, but I have ISC N1 uh, coilovers coming very soon. Should be here in the next couple of weeks or so. Sick. Um, so that will help a lot because I feel like the shocks are kind of blown. Mm -hmm. They're probably super old. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it will ride better and just be stiffer. That'll change the whole experience. And they're adjustable, so yeah. I can adjust the dampening, which would be cool. Um, and then I have Turner Motorsport aluminum pedals. Uh, they're like covers, but you drill them onto the the plastic pedals mm -hmm. um a little more grip yeah definitely a lot more grip on the brake and clutch pedal um and it has like a little section to it where uh it comes out at the bottom so it's easier to heel toe and then if you sell your seats i might pick those up um but yeah that's pretty much it right now i want to work on wheels after that for sure yeah because there's so much you can do otherwise but i think what really makes you fall in love with the car is the look at least for me yeah like when I have a car that looks good, I love when I go to the grocery store or to the gym and I look back like seven times and I'm like, yeah. damn, that looks so sick. Exactly. That's my favorite Because it really thing. drives great right now. But I think I'm not in love with the look yet. Yeah. Um, I think it is a beautiful car, but it does it definitely has flaws because it has so many miles on it. And I think wheels and maybe getting like a lip on it and stuff will help a lot. I think so too. Well, that's sick. I'm excited to see all the parts that come in and what wheels you go with and just the overall progress of this car. Cause it, it's cool that you have one that already has not so much done to it, but I feel like it has a lot of the right things done to it. Yeah. That when you start doing all these other mods, it's going to complement it so well. It's going to be, so, yeah. it, it's going to be sick. Yeah. I'm excited. It's definitely going to be a fun build. I think, I think it just suits me. Yeah, I think so too. And talking about the uh, just build in general, I'm currently in the process of rebuilding my E92 M3 uh, I guess in a nutshell, if you haven't seen on Instagram or YouTube, I made two or three videos about how one of the first videos I made was what I didn't like about the car. I listed 17 things that I didn't like, and it's just stupid things like cup holders and, um, you know, a couple things like that that are just weird and funky than the other ones that are a little bit more into detail talking about the engine and the seating position and stuff like that, that the engine had not enough torque and just certain things. If you want to go watch that video, but then I started getting to the, the topic of talking about how I want to change the parts on it. If you're not familiar with how I operate my YouTube channel, my YouTube channel is a business where I make an income off of my AdSense and I also make an income off of working with partnerships on parts for my car. So if I get parts from a business, either at a discount or for free, I also can make commission on affiliate money where if somebody goes and they buy a product that's on my car, I can make money off of that. And if I get products put on my car or sent to me, I can make a video from that. So I can make money in multiple ways where I'll legitimately give my opinion on a product 
and I'll say, oh, okay, cool. I like these headlights. I like this exhaust. I like these seats, this roll cage. Here's a video of it getting installed. Here's how you do it. And if somebody really wants to buy it, they take my opinion and they purchase it, which I'm thankful people trust me enough to do that. But now we're at the point where I have been inspired by Brett Slicer and by DJ Dub and a lot of people that I've done videos with to start looking at the big name brands that people use on their M3s at the Nürburgring, at Team Shermer, at all these different builders that are definitely on the pricier side, but the quality is there where there's a lot of small companies that are growing and I want to help them. But now that I've kind of gone past that stage, I just wanted to restart everything. So my car's currently at Precision right now. And just last week, I had brand new OEM headlights installed and I got new front grills for the car, which are the OEM style because I had F80 grills on it and I had like F80 style headlights kind of that were black housing with the halos. And I went back to pretty much all OEM and I love that look 10 times more. Yeah. I think it looks way better. So I'm trying to go back to like period correct where it looks like it's 2011 and I have a bunch of stuff happening. So right now I'm pulling off the canards. I'm pulling off the side skirts, also the diffuser and uh, pulling off the wing. And then I have a couple other things happening right now. But in the meantime, I just wanted to get the basics out of the way. So the headlights, the grills, the side skirts, stuff I can just take off. I don't have to buy anything. I just take that stuff off, um, pretty much sell everything. And then I have... A bunch of other stuff happening, but the biggest thing is I ordered brand new wheels, which I haven't told anybody yet. Yeah, I have no clue. Do you have any guesses? Um, I mean, yeah, because like literally like the the same day that you ordered them, because you ordered them at night, and like that that day you mentioned that because I think you ordered them through Slicer. I don't really know, but uh, you mentioned that Slicer had a set that was cheaper than the ED8s, but you could have done that. I have no clue, but. I think you got the, my guess would be the, what are they, the RIAs or? Oh, BBS RIAs? I think so, yeah. I, I think that's the model that you were talking about. It's one of those. Well, that's a good guess. I just have to say, just wait until the UPS guy shows up and I'll get yeah. my camera. <laughs> so I've had, I, I think, I almost gave it away. I I don't want to tell anybody because it's such like an anticipation thing for Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. That when they get here, I'm going to go straight to Austin, get them ceramic coated. And then I have tires coming tomorrow. I went with the Yokohama A0 or AO52, I think is what they're called. Uh, it's a bunch of numbers, but I don't want to say anything else because I think I'm going to spoil it. So I have new wheels coming. And then I've been looking into Olin suspension. I've been looking into an, a Kropovich exhaust and also a set of Recaro SPGs. So there's a lot happening with this car. Yeah, the and all those parts are so expensive. Oh, I couldn't. I mean, I, I would love to spend the money on that, but it just doesn't make sense for me at all. It's a lot of money. It's hard because most of that stuff I want to try to get affiliate behind, which a lot of third party companies do affiliate programs where I can make money off it on YouTube and affiliate, but at the same time, I really want to just focus on building a car that I want, not based around trying to make money off of it. Yeah. Um, cause it, you know, I was half and half with that cause my YouTube was a business and obviously in a company you want to make money, but at the same time, I want to make sure that if someone sees my video, I want to sell them a quality product. That's like the, the biggest thing for me. And I won't get into details, but I want to represent the E90X community 
with the quality parts. And I think the thing that set it off was the paint correction. Mm. I think I started seeing that. And I, then I had like the Eventuri airbox installed. And then I started filming more with like these high quality sub $100,000 builds. And I'm like, damn, this is yeah. a whole different level of E90X M3s. Yeah. And I think it would just like, like there's all these like certain parts that you want, but like, uh, as you go further, like, and maybe you track the car, I'm sure you, I'm sure you'll want to do more like custom stuff and like get the, uh, more performance side of things worked out. Like maybe get like a DCT cooler or something like that. Cause this will only like spark a whole different, like, uh, I guess road of the build or route of the build. I think so too. Cause I was talking to fat about this and he was telling me that when you start tracking your car, you start to realize what your weak points are. Yeah. Not you as a person, but yeah, definitely as a track driver, but also as the car, you're like, Oh, I could use solid bushings or sway bars, or I could use this. So that's yeah. kind of the thing I'm excited for is, um, getting this car on the track soon, which I'm very close to. I'm almost there, which will be sick to finally have this on the track. And speaking of track builds, we have Jip Jips E92 M3. I love that name. Jip Jip. Yeah, I, I dig that. I featured him on M3 Connection, uh, and I've seen him all over Instagram. And he is a guy who loves Formula One. He owns, he owns an it. E92 M3 that he had painted in Irish green. That's so cool. So sick. It was originally looks like, is that Alpine White, you think? Yeah. Alpine White E92 M3. Um, and he had tracked the car a bunch, it looks like. It looks like he is out of the Nürburgring sometimes. He had the GT4 lip, GT4 wing, canards, pretty much the same thing as mine. Um, Recaro seats, roll cage, AP racing, big brake kit, Trofeo R tires, has, uh, it looks like Apex wheels in some of his photos. And he just DM me back and says he runs the KW competition coilovers with a Coppervich exhaust. Nice. Competition or Cub Sports? Competition. Oh, I haven't even heard of those. Yeah. I think he DM me and was like, they're pretty aggressive and it. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. So his car was originally white. He had it painted, which is so sick. He has a KMP steering wheel and a bunch of other stuff that I didn't get a chance to get information on. But Irish green, man, what a good color. Yeah, that's literally like, I mean, I don't think there's any other M3 painted that color. No, most definitely not. There's signal green, the E90 yeah. that I featured, but not, not. I, I like Irish green a lot. I think it's very classy and not too in your face, but at the same time, it's like aggressive. Yeah. I like it. It's like very, it's kind of like British racing green. Yeah. Sure. I'm sure it's very similar. He did the matte black windshield strip, which I, I love that. I had that on my um, E90 about six months ago when I ran my EC7s and the matte black strip makes it look really aggressive. But when you're in the car, you don't have much field of vision because it's like halfway down the steering or halfway down the windshield. Yeah. So it's definitely a different look. But it, from what I can see, did he rips that thing on the track, man? Look at that picture going around that turn. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it looks like it's all stripped out, too, on the inside. Yeah, that's that's a pure race car. So I, I was a big fan of the green, and I love – I know you like this. You like the meaty track setups. Like, you want 17s with, like, a 45 sidewall. <laughs> I just think it looks good. I mean, there is, like, a lot of good function to having smaller wheels. Like, you don't pay as much for tires. Um, anything, like, above 18, tires get expensive. Um, and then having that sidewall is – I think it's pretty good. I don't know exactly the specifics behind it, but I don't know. It just looks cool. Well, I, I think obviously you don't get that shoulder roll when you have a bigger sidewall, as long as you're running a high PSI. But at the same time, when you look at 
the price of tires, you're definitely correct. These 18-inch P0 or Trofeo R's, I just looked at a set that I was considering getting because uh, Django Bit Bit, I don't know if these guys are related, Jip Jip and Bit Bit, Bip Bip. but he posted a picture of his E92 in his garage with a set of EC7s on it with a Trofeo R tire. And I was like, damn, that fitment is amazing. But I went on tire rack the other night and I spec'd out a whole entire bunch, like a bunch of different tires. And it was like $1,800 USD for a set of four Trofeo R's. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, and that was a, under a 300 tire. I can't imagine when you get to like GT2 RS, like 355s or 325s, dude, and probably 19s or 20s. So expensive. It's probably $800 a tire. Oh, yeah. Tires get like crazy expensive. Like all the Michelins, those yeah. are all so expensive. And, you know, these are like, they're all like crazy low R compound tires. I mean, that Trofeo R is basically like a slick. Yeah, sure. it's a 60 tread life. Yeah, that's that's bad. You would get like, you'd probably go to a couple of track days and be able to drive it for like a couple months and, <laughs> yep. and it'd be gone. A couple heat cycles and then you're like, oh, well, I need to get another $1,800. <laughs> but yeah, I got my Yokohamas coming tomorrow, man. I'm excited for those. They're 200 tread wear on those. Oh, nice. So it's yeah. like probably going to be similar to like what you have now. I think so. Yeah, but the sidewalls look like uh, our 888s. Oh, okay. Sidewall. The the one thing that Fat had talked about and my friend Ashton, we both were talking about how I think it was him, how the sidewall of oh, the sidewall of the Federals are too busy. There's so much lettering yeah. and like flames and stuff on the side of all these Federals that even I I was looking at a set of RS Pros or RS One Pros and even the there's just too much lettering on the side of the tire. Yeah. There definitely is a lot. I mean they're not I don't think they're like the prettiest tire to look at, but the performance you get out of those for the price is like insane. So that's why I keep going back to Federals. Oh yeah, I don't blame you, dude. I'm the, I was the same way when I first started modding my cars. I'd go for the cheapest tire possible, which these are the the Federals are great tires not only because they grip well, but the the same size that like $1800 for the same size for the Trofeo Rs on Federals were 190 a tire. That's crazy. The Trofeo R's were 400 to 500 a tire. So that's insane. Yeah. You can get a full set for a great price and they rip on the street or the track. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not like, I mean, I think these like really high end tires, like the Trofeo R's when you're on the track and you're trying to extract the most out of your car, like and the car is like a perfect purpose built track car. Yeah. Spending money on like, those high-end brands that you know it's going to deliver performance every time like i think that's important but sure. but if you're driving your car on the street and you do like just a track day that's like not even for times or anything just doing for fun i think federals are more than enough they oh yeah so much and so much performance i'm pretty sure with trofeo r's that the operating temperature i don't know i don't call me this but i think it's 145 or something like that and on the street, pushing as hard as you can, it's hard for people to get it to 140. So I think you're completely correct. If you're on the track and you have a fully built, purpose-built track car and you have the best cooling, all CSF radiators, you have the best KW or JRZ suspension and you have literally the best car that you can make and you're like, oh, I need to squeeze out another half a second, for sure, Trofeo R's. My reasoning is they look sick. Yeah. They have that track look. Other than that, I don't need them. So when I was going through the pros and cons, I'm like, 
okay, they look sick, but then 90 other things of like, why would I spend two G's on a set of tires? Yeah. So it didn't, how, it didn't make any sense. How much were the Yokohamas for the full set? I paid 600 for the rears and 550 for the fronts. Okay. So I paid yeah, about like 1300 shipped. Yeah. That's not terrible. Which I think is reasonable for a set of extreme high performance summer tires, yeah. which are made for the track and competition, but also daily driving. Yeah. So we'll see how they go. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Dude, moving sucks, bro. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you stressed out? Uh, I got to get boxes and stuff, but luckily I don't have too much stuff. So, and I'm going to throw away or donate a lot of clothes um, just so I can, so I don't have to move as much stuff. But yeah. yeah, I'm still looking for a place and I'm moving out in like two weeks. So I'm kind of stressing out. I moved up to Orange County to live with my friend Fat and I've lived with him for two months now. And he moves out at the end of, or somewhere in August, I believe. And uh, he offered a room to me for a really good price just for a couple months instead of me driving from San Diego to Orange County. Now I drive seven minutes to the office, which is nice. But um, I decided to find an apartment pretty close and I'm happy with it. And I ended up committing to it on Friday. So I moved there in a couple of weeks and uh, Parker's in the same position right now where he's been looking on... Craigslist and apartments and I, we've been sending stuff back and forth and it sounds like he's almost there. You're looking at a place today. Yeah. I'm going like right after this. Basically. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, so, so hopefully that works out. I know. Yeah. I just hope that people are like normal and cause like the location is pretty solid. It's in Costa Mesa. So as long as the people are like normal and they're not super weird, then I'll probably do it. And it will save me basically like, six hundred dollars a month which is crazy for rent that pays for food and gas in your car <laughs> yeah it's literally like i would probably buy a new car part every month <laughs> <laughs> well that gives the opportunity to buy more stuff to make videos to buy yeah. more stuff for yourself to treat yourself to stuff and yeah. um i mean i'm i'm happy for you and i think one thing too is i've i missed having a place on my own in california because i always lived with a roommate for a long time my whole life yeah when i moved to florida i had my own place and i was like this is pretty nice you have yeah. like the, you have the freedom, you have the privacy and you have like, you're like, oh, this, you walk in the door and you're like, oh, this is my house. This is where I yeah. live. So it's like a nice place to, to be when you're done with work and you want to chill. So at my new place, I have a lot of cool plans for it to not only have like, you know, a, a cool decorated place with automotive stuff and have uh, like an entertainment spot, but I want to have people over a lot. Like that's yeah. the goal. So, uh, if you guys didn't know, I have a full racing simulator that I'm building. I partnered up with a company called SimLab, and I'm making a full build video on that, waiting for all my Fanatec stuff to show up because um, it, it's the whole thing that's going on. It took a while to get here. So once everything arrives, once I move in, I'm building my new sim room. And uh, Parker has a sim too that it sounds like he may have at my house, but I have to, I'm building two sims. So we'll have like the ultimate race driving sim yeah. room at my house. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my, my sim is like very low end. Like I literally got like some Logitech like used <laughs> used thing and it's pretty solid, but I drove, uh, I tried Nate's um, Fanatec system over the weekend. Oh my God. Is like, it a big difference? The, the steering wheel, mainly <laughs> the steering wheel is like just a world of difference. Cause yeah. like the feet, the force feedback on that is like actually strong. And when you're driving like the F in F1, um, having that feedback is so important because the cars are so twitchy. Because with mine, mine turns in really easy. 
and there's not like I have the feedback turned up to max and it's still like not enough. So I almost like overturn a mm. lot. So yeah, his was his was great. Like I might consider getting something like that if we get pretty serious into it. I would personally like to commit a lot of my time to to uh, sim racing, especially Formula One, because I love making that content. And when I was making that content last year or the year before, I wasn't in a good headspace. I'm very, very happy now. Um, I've lost about 32 pounds in 2020. Parker's been training like crazy too. And we've both been on meal prep every day for almost all of 2020. I'd say since like February or maybe yeah, when I moved I forget back. when I like, I mean, you started, I think you started doing it before me. Yeah, I started February. Then I think when you started seeing the food, you're like, I need that. Yeah. Including everyone in this office. Yeah, now <laughs> I'm doing like 10 meals a week. So pretty solid. That's good, man. Well, I think we're both very happy and healthy. And I think going back to the topic of I'm, I'm very comfortable. I'm getting more comfortable on my YouTube channel for a long time uh, in 2019. I didn't attend any car shows because I was too embarrassed about being you know, almost 70 pounds overweight. And now I've lost, I'd say half that. And I'm almost to my goal. Well, not really, but I'm getting there. I feel much more confident on video. If you guys watch my YouTube channel, you see I upload a lot more of me. I'm not just featuring other people's cars um, and more podcast and more of me on my Instagram. And I feel like having confidence in life and being healthy is uh, it's extremely important because mm -hmm. it affects everything. It affects your business, your personal life and yeah. everything else in between is you have to have a healthy conscious mentally and physically, I think in order to really live the full life. Yeah. From day I to day. Agree. So Chipotle last year, they took the Taco Bell CEO and they've like doubled everything as far as their money, their locations. And the coolest thing is they had their headquarters, Chipotle in Denver, Colorado. They yeah. just moved it to Newport beach, California. Really? Their headquarters. Can we go <laughs> to the headquarters at Chipotle? Yeah, I'm sure they, I'm in, bro. <laughs> they have some, I bet they have some cool stuff in there. I bet you they do. I was watching a documentary yesterday on oh, a bunch of Vice stuff popped up on my YouTube, and then I watched a bunch of other stuff, and uh, it was really cool. the The main guy that was at Taco Bell for a long time, Chipotle approached him, was like, "Hey, we'll give you millions of dollars to come change everything at Chipotle," <laughs> and they went over there, and I guess they did a bunch of stuff with they signed with Grubhub. Um, they redid a bunch of like, they, they modernized the business and they did a yeah. bunch of crap that you walk into a Chipotle and you're like, Oh, whatever. But then there's all the science behind it of someone that made that decision. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really interesting to hear that not only are they in Newport beach, but they, they strategic. Okay. You know how Taco Bell is right down the street off the freeway by our old office, yeah. the headquarters, they positioned it close to that because the CEO of Taco Bell wanted to steal all the Chipotle employees locally. So they're slowly oh, migrating. All the Taco Bell employees, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. So they the Chipotle company, they moved their headquarters to Newport Beach by Taco Bell to start getting all of the Taco Bell employees. That's interesting. Like the higher up. So they brought yeah. over three, three of the highest people up at that division to Chipotle now. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, dude, that's a pretty savage move. Yeah, that's gnarly. But I guess that's what happens. I mean, it, if they're paying more... Like Chipotle is doing so well. I mean, Taco Bell is great. We had twelve tacos over the weekend. Yes, from dude. Taco Bell. So we so still support good. both. So if either <laughs> are watching right now, and you'd like to sponsor uh, the Spencerberg podcast, we have just, we have room on the wall. We can put a Chipotle or Taco Bell sign, or we could eat a taco every single <laughs> episode. So just chomping away. Yeah. 
Uh, we already talked about that one. Parker's lifting heavy weight. Yep, as always. Oh, so last night I was learning about space. Uh, the universe expands 51 miles every one second. I can't. I don't want to read that second line because it, it has a bad word in it, but you get what I'm saying, right? <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't 51 miles per second is how much the universe is expanding. Like, I don't even understand like how you know how fast that, that is. Works. But like, what's beyond the universe? I don't know what else there is, but it's expanding. And where though? I don't know, dude. It freaks me out. Dude, that's why, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not super well educated on like space stuff, but it interests it, me so much. It just is like confusing. Like, I don't even understand like black holes really. I don't know. I posted on my story that I would have been an astronaut if I wasn't a photographer and someone DMs me and says, just do it, dude, stop thinking about it. And I was like, okay, man, sorry. <laughs> Jeez. That's yeah. going to do it for episode 33. Yeah. You want to close us out, Parker? Yep. Uh, thanks everyone for watching. And uh, don't forget to like this video, comment down below um, and subscribe to the channel so you can uh, continue to see these videos and uh, listen on Apple and all that good stuff. But yeah, we'll see you guys in the next video. Thanks for watching. See ya. See ya. Peace.